Welcome to the Crystal Sparks Podcast. We are so glad you are here. Our one goal of this podcast is to grow your faith and help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now here's Crystal Sparks. You know, I think it's interesting that in 1919, uh, women got their right to vote. In fact, in 1922, the first woman senator took office. In 1934, uh, Letty Whitehead became the first CEO of a major company, and that company was Coke. So women are now able to lead our country. They're able to run Fortune 500 companies. They're able to give their life on a mission field. But the one place where women still aren't accepted in leadership is the church. In fact, the church is light years behind the rest of the world. The world embraces women in leadership, while women still are encouraged to be silent when it comes to church matters. And I'm going to talk about some different scriptures, and we're going to go through those. And the first one I want you to see is in John chapter 4, and it's a popular story in in this story, it's about the woman at the well. And what I think is interesting is all throughout Jesus' ministry, he reached women. In fact, the most uh, stories that you see are focused on women's lives being touched and being changed. In fact, it cites that women followed him, and women were called his disciples, and women also were what helped fund his ministry. And so you see that all throughout the New Testament. And I, what I think is interesting is in John chapter 4, Uh, Jesus meets the woman at the well and her life is radically changed and he tells her two things he tells her to go share the story with everyone go share her story with everyone and then the second one um, he didn't give her specified genders that she could talk to and in fact the Bible tells us that the whole city came out to see Jesus and so this woman if Jesus doesn't believe in women in ministry then Jesus was against his own doctrine by sending the the woman in to talk to all genders and to tell her story. And really, truly, every time that we share the message of Jesus, all we're doing is sharing our story. We're sharing how Jesus changed our lives and now, in turn, wants to change their life. So she was, in fact, sharing the message of Jesus. She was preaching the gospel message, right? And so I'm sure that if you're watching this and maybe you don't know where to stand, whether you're for it or against it, you would know, because in Bible college, they teach you that for something to be doctrine. It has to first be taught in the Old Testament. It has to be taught by Jesus. It has to be taught by the apostles in the New Testament, and it has to be practiced by the New Testament church. That is why we're not able to take out a single verse and build our entire doctrine around it. All those things have to take place before we're able to implement. So let's look at number one in the Old Testament. Okay, in Judges chapter four, verses four through six, it says, now Deborah, a prophetess of the wife of Lapidoth, uh, judged Israel at the time. She sat under the palm tree and Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites came up to her for judgment. And she sent and called Barak, son of, and then it goes through the list. What I want you to see here is that she was leading not just women, but she was leading both women and men. And the Bible calls her a prophetess. In other words, she was doing the work of the ministry. And in Joel chapter 2, verse 28, it says this, And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and on your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall have 
have see visions. Okay, so the only way you can prophesy is if you speak. It's a vocal gift. So it's saying that God is about to do something and it's not specified by gender. That what he's going to do is going to be both for the male and for the female. Okay, so number two, was it taught by Jesus? Okay, well, let's look at if John chapter 4 wasn't enough. How about John chapter 20, verse 11 through 18? When Mary finds Jesus has risen from the dead, he tells her to go and tell that he is risen to all the apostles, all the disciples. So in other words, he's saying, go proclaim the good news. And what is preaching? Preaching is a vocal gift. And she went and her first person, her first assignment was to go talk to men. So if it's okay for just women to just talk to women in some denominations, they would say, then Jesus was violating his own doctrine by sending her in to speak to men. Okay. The third thing is, was it taught it in the New Testament? Testament church. Paul mentions women who have shared in his struggle is sharing the gospel, right? If they shared in the struggle, that means that they are doing what he did, which means they were preaching. He says that they shared in his same struggle. He notes women again in Philippians 4, 2 and 3 about women being partners with him in his struggle of the ministry. So it being said there in Philippians 4, 2, 3 is what he's saying is, that they were preaching the gospel also. In Acts 2, 18, it's telling us that our sons and our daughters shall prophesy. And when the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples in the upper room, there was men and women there in attendance. All right. So I love this so much because it's letting us know that God is doing something. And he's doing something in male and female. In fact, Paul notes female leaders throughout his letters to the Philippian church and the church at Ephesus. He continuously notes the women who were in leadership. Number four, where was it practiced in the New Testament church? Yes. In Acts 9, 36, it says Dorcas was abounding in good deeds and acts of charity. So she was in a leadership role. It doesn't say that she was just in acts of charity to just males or just females, but it was through mixed company, we can presume, right? Because it didn't specify. Acts 2, 8 through 9, it says on the morrow we left and came to Caesarea in the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven first deacons who stayed with him. And he had four maiden daughters who had the gift of prophecy. In other words, they were using a vocal gift within the church speaking to people. Romans 16 and 7. Priscilla and Aquila, six times they are mentioned with the female mentioned first in four of those mentions. In the Greek language, whoever was listed first was the person who was seen as the leader of the group. So meaning that the wife was the leader of the church and the husband took second place. So all throughout the Bible, we can see that Jesus supported and put women into leadership roles. He encouraged them to use their speaking gift in leadership roles. In fact, he blessed it. And the woman at the well saw the whole city saved. So I would challenge you that maybe if you're having a hard time with women in leadership and women speaking, maybe the problem isn't your biblical stance. Maybe the problem is just your view. Maybe it's different than anything you've ever experienced. And that's okay. Um, There's lots of churches that promote male leadership and all male leadership. But I I believe that God has called us to lead both male and female. 
I don't think that women should lit like lord over men, but I also think that men shouldn't lord over women. I think that we are made to beautifully complement each other. And when we begin to do ministry side by side, that is when God's blessing begins to come on it and we begin to see amazing things happen. And I believe um, in my life, um, Brian and I, I think what's beautiful about our style of leadership is we both lead our church together and he sees things that I don't see and I see things that he doesn't see. And what's great is God put us together beautifully and uniquely to lead the church, not in rival against one another, but to complement each other. And there's a lot of people who don't like that style of leadership. And again, like I said, there's lots of churches that they think that men should be the only people leading. And I bless those churches. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. I just think for us and our house, um, this has been the style of leadership that we feel is the most beneficial for us and for the people that God has given us uh, to lead. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I hope that it inspired you. And even if you don't 100% agree. I hope that it just challenged you to think about things maybe a little bit differently than you have thought about them before. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this. If you will do me a favor, uh, share this uh, podcast with your friends and family. Take a screenshot, share it on social media. I cannot tell you how cool it is to see people all over the world uh, listening in every single week here on my podcast. So if you're not subscribed to my emails, you want to do so, you can text the keyword Wednesday to 33733. Follow the prompts and you'll be the first to know about everything happening here on uh, my ministry and on my channel. You'll find out about different uh, products that I'll be offering coming up later this year and different events that I have going on that you don't want to miss out on. So, hey, with all that said, let's do something awesome for God this week.